we go. It is episode four of the Cigar Match podcast. Uh, it's been two weeks, and we are back. I'm Adam. I'm Bruno. And we are your hosts for the Cigar Match podcast, and we are ready to go again. I hope you guys had a great 4th of July. Uh, I know I myself did. I'll share some of that here shortly. Uh, Bruno, did you do anything cool for the 4th of July? Um, Not a ton. It was not the best weekend, but yeah, I did have yeah. some good cigars. Well, that's good. Yeah, understandable. I know where you're going with that, so we'll leave, we'll leave that we'll leave that be. You guys don't want that story, trust me. No. Um, but so we'll, we'll move. We'll kind of pivot. Not really. Um, I'm just using that as a springboard, actually, for where we're going to go next. So Fourth of July. Um, I had a good Fourth of July, and that brings the question that on the Fourth of July, actually, I was managing not smoking a cigar. I had my iPad out, making some notes, and I started thinking. Um, me personally, around the holidays, 4th of July being being one that I do every year, but 4th of July, Christmas, usually Halloween, and then my birthday, which is coming up Saturday. This episode is Adam's <laughs> birthday episode, by the way. Happy birthday, uh, Adam. <laughs> thank you. Uh, on those, those, those holidays, my birthday included, uh, I typically will switch up my cigar. That I, I'll go outside of my normal rotation and try to find something, either something, something relatively nice i'll say nice i don't know if nice is the appropriate word uh but something outside of my normal rotation something a little different usually i'll try to find something a little limited or um maybe just something you know i shouldn't say i want to say opus but opus isn't the right word to use because opus (laughs) is very limited but something just something nice you know i think cigar guys know when i say something nice i think that that probably clicks uh, how about I mean, Bruno, do, do you do anything like that on well, holidays or special occasions, or do you? You just... are um, very generous to yourself. I give myself one day a year, and that's my birthday. And I will normally, <laughs> as you well know, we've had this yep. conversation either here yeah. or outside or both. I can save cigars. I know a yes. lot of people that take it stuff, and they're like, "Oh no, I got to smoke that now." So on my birthday, I afford myself to either buy something I would not normally spend, you know, a higher dollar on. Right. Or I dig way down into the main humidor <laughs> and yeah. pull out an Opus or a Destino or a, or something that you can't right. get. So, and that you threw me a curveball there because I fully expected you to say on your birthday you pull up you pull out an Epicure. Oh, that's uh, so, so it, that, there's a whole humidor full of those. <laughs> I, I I know, but it's that that begs the question: is, is the Epicures for you? Is that just an, I know it's not your everyday cigar. There's no, no way. No. Um, do, do is that an like? Do, do you have special occasions where you say this? I'm I'm having the Epicure on this day, and that's the cigar you have, or is that just whenever you feel like, hey, I want I'm due for an Epicure. I'm going to dive into that humidor, and that's what I'm going to have. I think it well. That's kind of a, I won't call it a loaded question, but before COVID and so on and so forth, when the boxes of cigars were actually reasonable, I was probably one every week, maybe one every couple weeks. It would just mm-hmm. be like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm smoking my normal day-to-day. I'm used to that. I want something really good. So I'd right. open the humidor and grab an Epicure, but now... It's the way that those have gone up, not only up in price, but can't really get them right now. It's maybe once a month. Hey, uh, FYI, they are in stock right now. I looked 15 <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, I'll just yeah. leave that there for you, buddy. Uh, yeah, I looked right. 15 minutes ago, and they were in stock. Uh, so, okay, yeah. So I had uh, the 4th of July. That That's typically one holiday that I will have something 
something special. Uh, usually because I know I'm going to be, I'm usually doing something fun on the Fourth of July, and I want to enjoy it. So I'll normally have something. Uh, this year I had the uh, the Carrillo Pledge, which just felt like a good Fourth of July cigar. Uh, I'd never had the pledge before, and went to a local brick and mortar, and they had. Uh, actually, they had the pledge. They had the allegiance. They had quite a few Corollas that I picked up. Uh, but I had the pledge on the fourth, and it was actually really good. Um, I actually, I think I have a couple more that I need to go back and and try just to make sure that it wasn't a. I'm just having a really good day on the fourth of July. I'm smoking cigars with my sons, and we're just you know did, did that play into it? But I really enjoyed the pledge. Um, like I said, the atmosphere could have provided a little more to it than than when I have it again by myself on a non-holiday. But we'll see. Um, and typically, like you said, this Saturday is my birthday. I'm going to I'm going to have something nice. Um, I'm not sure what yet. I'm going to hit one of the I'm going to hit one of the one or maybe a couple of the the local brick and mortars and pick up something nice to have for my birthday. Uh, it's it's sad because I, I'm cooking my own birthday dinner, but that's ah, okay. nice. Yeah, it's, it's I'm cooking what I want, um, and we are breaking out the projector and the fire pit, and uh, yeah, we're gonna chill in the backyard. And just enjoy my birthday and have a nice cigar. So it'll be it'll be a good night. Um, and you are correct; they are in stock, but they went up again. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I, like I said, I was just lo- I was looking. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking uh, right to, now. It's like yeah. holy God Almighty. <laughs> yeah, I was going over our notes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give a look out there and see what's available. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. So holidays, I typically will. I'll, I'll typically go with something something a little different, something a little, I call them nice, I, you know, special, whatever you want to call them, something outside of the norm. I, I will typically grab for a holiday or a special occasion cigar. Um, and that's where, you know, like I said, I was curious about how do you handle that? Cause I know you age things you've got yes. some really good stuff that you just sit on and, and that, that pivoting, taking that a little deeper, the stuff that you age, the stuff that you, that you have that you're like, I, I'm going to hold on to this. At what point do you decide I'm going to take something really nice out and I'm going to have it. Do you have something in, in your mind where you say today is going to be, you know, there's, there's an occasion coming up where I'm going to have this, you know, I, I have the, the Don Carlos in the, in the humidor and I'm, Oh, there's still today. a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just kind of a, a spur of the moment where you, you get the urge and pull it out or do you plan those out or how do you, how do you, something that you've sat on for years, how do you decide when you're going to have that? So, in essence, every once in a great while, maybe once a year, and sometimes not even that often, I'll open up the humidor to grab my regular and see something, a goodie in the bottom, and go, okay, fine, I'm smoking it, I'm done. <laughs> okay. It's, it's been in there, because I, I would estimate I have some cigars that have now been in there, probably approaching six or seven years. Nice. But, I mean, on my birthday... I do not smoke any of my regulars. I will go in there, and I a lot of times what I'll try and do, because a lot of these cigars that I have can't be replaced easily, is I'll go, oh, okay, which, which ones do I have two of? And if there's not two of any, then <laughs> I just look and go, okay, which one am I in the mood for? What's, what's it going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think, <clears throat> have you heard of uh, the LCA? I don't think I have. Okay, so LCA is the... What's the? I had the the website up. I want to make sure I get the proper name of the um, of the abbreviation. I think it's the Limited Cigar Association, uh, and they do a monthly a monthly release. I think it's the first Friday of every month. They release a different a different limited. Actually, I think it's usually a couple limited cigars that they're only available through through LCA. 
and the local brick and mortars uh, actually have them. I know the one that uh, Bruno and I used to work for, they do the LCA stuff. I see them uh, promoting them when they come in. And so I'm, this weekend I may actually go to that brick and mortar and see if they have any of this past month's LCAs left or if they've been long gone. Uh, and that may be what I go with. But LCA is cool because one of the things that that I, I is a love-hate thing with me in the, the cigar hobby, industry, whatever you want to call it, are limited cigars. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, a limited something limited releases and then especially when there's buzz about it in the, in the, the hobby. Um, and then you, you got to go through that, that process of tracking it, actually tracking it down so you can try it. And then inevitably it'll be something good. And then, <laughs> and then you have to make that, that call on, yeah, do I, do I load up on these now or, or what's that? So that's kind of, for me, it's, it's, it's cool and it's frustrating at the same time. Uh, because inevitably I'll end up finding something limited I really like, and then it's that process of tracking it down again. So I like with with LCA, they're they're making these limited releases, but they're a little more widely available. Uh, in that if you've got an LCA retailer uh, near you, the LCA line comes out. I think it's the first Friday of every month, and there's usually I think this month there were I think two cigars in the release, um, and they're usually pretty good. So I, I think it's a cool initiative. That. Yeah, I think it's a cool initiative. Um, the, the place that we used to work at does it, Bruno. Um, I'm not sure of any of the other local places, but they do. Um, and it's cool because you get something limited. And it's it's limited, but it's it's still it's kind of widely released, but still limited. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. It's a nice way to try some limited stuff. Because, uh, again, like I said, limited, limited lines are a love-hate relationship with me. And we'll get Very into much that. so. We'll get into that a little bit later on. I've got a, a point on that. Uh, so, Bruno, how do you – do you want to um, – do you want to dive into the news? Do you want to hit your your first point that you're going to take the lead on? Yeah, Where do let's, you want to go? let's um so recently and this is a question I want to put out to our listeners. Recently a couple people have been turned on to listening to our podcast. And one of the and one of the feedbacks I got was about episode zero. Now <laughs> we kind of are wanting to solicit our listeners on this. Episode zero was basically a test for us. And of course, Adam did a great job of writing out what it is, but it's rough. It has echoes because yes. we were both sitting in the same room. <laughs> sitting in the same room. Right. Now we're each in our own houses. The thing is, um, this individual said that he would take it down just because it's so different than the others. But we want to hear what you guys have to say because I still think there's some good stuff in that first episode. It just we don't want to give anybody the wrong impression of how these things are ran and how they sound right. based on yeah, episode I, zero. Yeah, I think if someone were to find episode zero first and listen to that, it, it could possibly be a little off-putting. And, and they may not go forward and listen to the the episodes as they they do, and I'm biased here, but they do get better as as they go on. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Bruno's got a point there. We're, you know, we're reaching out to you guys to get you guys that are listening to to the podcast, um, and, and we want your feedback on this. You know, if you've listened to episode zero and then you've listened to the later episodes, what do you think? Do you think that we should take down episode zero to prevent anyone from finding that one first and possibly putting them off of later episodes, or should we just leave it up and it is what it is. Um, that was, Ms. Bruno said, that was our test episode. It wasn't necessarily supposed to be released. It was, hey, let's go through this process. This is the dress rehearsal. 
Uh, we recorded it, and we had so much fun doing it. It was like we we couldn't wait for yeah. two more weeks to record episode the the first the episode one. So we're like, let's just do it. Um, so yeah. So if you guys uh, hit hit us up on any of the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're on all of them. You know, shoot me a message and just let me know what you would do. Or if you're not a social media person, uh, contact at the Cigar Match Podcast. And I apologize if you guys hear my dog barking in the background. That's um, all right. <laughs> or if you just go to the website, the cigarmatchpodcast.com, there is a contact page. There's a nice little form. You can just put in your comments right there and it'll send them over to me. So let us know. Episode zero, if you've listened to it, um, you know, leave it up for for historical purposes, or do you think you know, it's not your best? Maybe maybe take it down and we'll see we'll see how it goes. Alright, so now that I'm gonna put the engineering hat on for something that actually came up today during work yeah Uh, sitting at lunch was talking to a couple friends about the podcast and about um the zycar experience i had and how good it was and one of the gentlemen i was sitting with said why have a zycar lighter and it never seems to work proper and i said okay i said uh how do you fill it and he said i just fill it i said (laughs) do you purge it I don't know what purge it means. So Adam and I kind of talked about this before we started, and we were debating on whether or not to go over this just because it's a little bit difficult to explain without having a pictorial that says, do this, do that, do this. Yeah, I was was telling Bruno, I I could, this is, this segment's on him because I don't know that I could properly explain this without visuals. I think I can. So many times, and I know Adam will agree with this, Many times people will come in the brick and mortar and say, I bought this lighter two weeks ago and it's not working anymore. And we'd sit there and we'd try and light it. And of course it wouldn't light. Well, when's the last time you filled it? Well, I just, I filled it today. It still wasn't working. Did now, you purge Let me it? stop you real quick. Yep. I, I have one thing I, I want to mention here. Uh, well, the, Bruno was talking about these lighters. The lighters we're talking about are, are, jet, are the yes. jet lighters. These aren't soft flame lighters. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's, we should uh, be a little more precise with our... Yeah. Directions. These would, these would be but- the butane jet lighters. Yes. So a lot of times when we would empty them or purge them, we would find that it's pretty much all air. So what is purging a lighter? So when your butane lighter runs out or it's not lighting properly, you know, you turn it over, you take your can, it's got the long tube at the end of it, you press it on the bottom, and what that does is that releases the valve that's on the bottom of the lighter and the valve that's inside the canister, and it allows the butane to run into the lighter. So the pressure on both the bottom of the nipple that's on the lighter and the tube that's on the can, when you press down, it releases both of them. So that opens up both pathways so that the butane can very nicely go into the lighter. So when your lighter stops lighting, what does that mean? you would immediately think, okay, it's out of butane. Yes, you are correct, but air is going to mix in with that butane while you're filling it, and as the butane does evaporate, it is a gas, which in essence leaves your reservoir with air, not necessarily butane, with air. So where you're pressing down on the bottom of your lighter, you'll see a little nipple that's coming up. Before you fill your lighter, just take a small screwdriver and very gently press down on the top of that, right where the hole is. I'll normally use a Phillips head 
tiny screwdriver, line it up with the hole that's on the bottom, at the top of that nipple, underneath your lighter, and I'll press it down. And normally you'll hear it start to hiss. And what that hissing is, is that's you letting the air out. Now, the other thing that you might want to do as you're purging your lighter is don't hold it so that it's upright and facing you. You want to turn it over and come in from the bottom because what you're doing there is you're not only purging the air, you're purging any of the butane that's left in there that could be evaporating. And I will literally do that until nothing is coming out. So I'll do it. I'll wait until it kind of diminishes, then I'll take a break for 30 seconds, then I'll do it and it starts again with a, a loud hiss, then it dies out. And I'll continually do that until I have pretty much no air coming out of there. So when I fill it, it's getting more butane and less air because when a lighter is filled and it's, you know, three quarters air, one quarter butane, you can't light air. And if you can, then you might be in a place you don't want to be right now. So uh, we won't get into that. But <clears throat> that is what is purging your lighter, purging your butane lighter is all about. And <clears throat> I think I did okay with it because it is yeah. very difficult. Now, this individual at work that basically said, well, my Zycar lighter isn't working anymore. He says, well, maybe I ought to bring it in and let you look at it. It's like, Yes, I think you should, <laughs> because I think I can fix it. Now, what else can go wrong with something like that? And Adam will back me up on this, too. A lot of people carry their lighter in their pocket, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And there's, you know, whether it's a single, double, or triple <clears throat> light, you've got an area where the butane comes through and it throws a spark and it lights. Well, that can get dirty. So a lot of times, if you have a can of compressed air or even sometimes just blowing it out, you know, try and clean that out a little bit. That helps yeah. keep a lighter functioning properly also. And need I remind everybody that not only Zycar, but many of the other uh, lighter manufacturers have warranties that if there is a problem and it's not, you know, if, if you hear the reservoir actually leaking after you fill it, you just hear it hissing out on its own. Or no matter what you try, you just can't get it lit, then bring it to your local tobacconist. Or, you know, get online and notify the company that you bought the lighter from. Most of them have good warranties that will cover it, and they'll sometimes ask you to send it in. They'll either fix it or they'll send you a new one. Yeah. Yeah, most are really good about their replacement process. So, yeah, I, th I think you did a good job covering that. Uh, better than I would have. I was playing it through in my head. It's like I can do it in a few seconds, but I don't know that I could describe the process really well. Well, that was the engineering part of me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Had to go into the work side of the brain. I, I did. Damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, yeah, I think you handled that. Really, you described that really well. Uh, yeah, and that's a, a pretty common problem that working in a tobaccoist, we dealt with pretty regularly uh, with – with a lot of uh, single torch lighters, usually the small, just pocket-sized single torch, uh, we'd have to purge it. Or the compressed air was always a lifesaver because it's it's crazy how just a small piece of pocket lint could get down into the where the jet is and, and just block that off. Uh, it's where you just can't. I mean, you get a spark, but you you don't get anything beyond that. So so yeah, the compressed air can come in very very clutch um, when working on your your lighter. Uh, one thing that I learned with, I had a, a, it wasn't a pocket lighter at all. It was, it was large. It was meant to be a, a carrying lighter, but it was very large four torch lighter that I, I would shove in my pocket. And the, <laughs> um, 
the the little metal wire that that causes the it doesn't actually cause the spark. Um, it it I guess it's called the igniter. Spark. Yes, the igniter. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, actually, with mine, something in my pocket at one point hit that and moved it, uh, so it wasn't going across like the the jet portion of the lighter. You would see a spark, but you would hear the the fuel coming out of the the jets, but the spark was going between all of the jets and it wasn't enough to where it could actually light uh so you know kind of look at your lighter and there you will see there's a little wire the igniter that should be going to where the jet on the lighter is if you've got if your lighter has more than one a single jet then that wire is going to probably go across one or two of them uh, and the others will just ignite based off of that but you, you should you if you're seeing that spark uh and it looks to you like it's going in the right place you know, that's when you, you may want to look at, is there a piece of pocket lint down in there? Or as Bruno said, just purge the whole thing and start over. Yeah. Maybe you've got some air that's built up in there that is doing you no favors. So, you know, as yeah, an old man, man, I was taught two things when I had cars that you used yeah. to be able to work on when you were a kid. <laughs> if it didn't start, it was normally no fire or no fuel. Yeah. <laughs> Lighters the same way. Yep. That kind of brings me into the next conversation that we were actually yeah. having today. And that is proper seasoning of a humidor. Yeah. Which yeah, I think that's we're going to spend some time on. We are, because it's a problem that I'm having. <laughs> and when I read, read the notes, it was something that just kind of clicked in that, you know, I think, I'll, I'll, I shouldn't say I think a lot of people, because I don't know, uh, but from working at a tobacconist, there was a common misconception that all you did was buy the humidor and you threw the cigars in it and you were good to go. Um, and that's not entirely true. No, that's not at all true. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, a larger step in that process in seasoning a new humidor. Um, you can't just take it off the shelf, fill the the foam. I don't know what it's technically called. Uh, humidifier. <laughs> yeah, the the foam humidifier that comes stock in all humidors. Right. Um, and it just start working. It no, it. it that you have to season. So let's talk about that, Bruno, uh, yep. before I, I ramble too much about it. Uh, let's talk about seasoning a humidor. What, let's start with what's it entail? All high right. level. What are so, we going to need? High level, you're going to need, I would recommend some type of lint-free cloth. Paper towel, probably not your best choice. Uh, some type of rag that doesn't have a lot of lint could be. You're going to need some distilled water or... Um, solution the 50 50 solution yep and a little bit of patience and one of the things that we'll start off with is you know adam as adam stated and he's very accurate can't just throw your cigars in there so as as it's common knowledge that wood soaks up humidity that's why humidors are made of wood they'll soak it up and unless it's completely depleted it will keep that humidity so when you throw your nice humidified cigars that have been at 70, 72% humidity into a new humidor that you haven't seasoned, the wood will actually suck the humidity out It'll of the cigars <laughs> and dry your cigars out. Yes. And on the kind of milder side of that, if you have a humidor that's not holding humidity well, the humidor and the cigars will fight for what's coming out of the humidifier. And more than likely, the wood is going to win. It's going to win, yes. Yep. So you said something uh, in, in the first statement there that I want to I go back to. Yep. Uh, 
you mentioned we we're talking about you, the things that you're going to need you mentioned distilled water distilled water um and so for the listeners why distilled water why can't exactly. i just go get water out of my sink <laughs> so we had talked uh episode or two ago about plume and mold mold yep. being green plume being white if you use distilled water, it has all kind of chemicals in it. I know. It, that's why people drink bottled water, although as a kid I drank out of a garden hose. You just had to get past the taste. So <laughs> water that comes out of your spigot has different chemicals and so on and so forth in it. Those chemicals can cause mold to grow. Distilled water is processed to where it's pretty much pure water with no chemicals, no anything in it. So... If you're going to use a um, solution that, you know, most of the Zycar sells, it, there's a bunch of different, they call it a 50-50 solution. It's actually made with uh, glycol and distilled water. Purpling glycol and yeah, distilled water. Purpling. Yep. So the distilled water will keep mold from growing inside of your humidor. So always, even if you're in a pinch and you're like, oh, I'm just going to throw a little bit of water in there, it's not going to hurt anything. I would not recommend it, and I know Adam would not either. Yep. So, what do you do? You literally, I have done this. I've run three humidors in my basement. And I will take that, I normally have a gallon of distilled water on hand because, you know, sometimes you have to fill up your hygrometers or your humidifiers. I'll take it and start, I'll pour for like, I don't know, a second or two and almost fill the bottom of that humidor up with water. Don't be afraid of that. And then I'm going to take that rag and I'm just going to slosh that water around and, all and this inside is, that. L- let me stop you real quick. Because yep. <laughs> my, jaw just, my jaw just hit the floor. This, this is a new empty humidor, correct? Correct. This is not a humidor <laughs> with cigars in it. I would yeah. not recommend that you do that. Yeah, I was taking a sip of my water and you said that. And I was like, well, let, let's back this up here. This is your new empty humidor. Yes. Not so, your, your yeah, humidor full of your cigars. We don't want an inch of water in your, no, in your cigars. No. You'll be very upset with us and you will not give us good reviews and you'll send us right. nasty, dirty mail that we don't want to let want to read so anyways this is brand new humidor out of the box okay perfect you're gonna dump water into it you're gonna take that water you're gonna wipe down the entire interior of that you're gonna wipe underneath the lid and something that a lot of people may not know about is you really want to wipe down where the what they call a seal yep that's where the two the lid and the box actually meet each other because when you get wood good and humid, wood will swell. And that is what you want. Yeah. When when you close and open that humidor lid, you want to feel some slight resistance there. Correct. A lot of times you bring the lid down, you hold it right above where it's going to seal and you let it go. And if it smacks really hard, that means there's some issues with your seal. So you do that. And now you're thinking, well, I've got this box that's, absolutely soaking wet inside i'm gonna go ahead and throw my cigars in there no don't do that not yet (laughs) do not do that you have to let that sit that wood is going to soak up all that water you put in there trust me it will sometimes you can do that two or three times before you put your cigars in there now i would recommend you know your cigars aren't in there but i would still recommend putting your hygrometer and your humidifier in there Hygrometer is actually going to tell you, 
you know, the humidity is X. And most people are looking for humidity somewhere between 68 and 72. It depends on the actual. Right. So, and let me, let me jump in there with that. You hit something that, that uh, I used, I, I had to inform a lot of customers uh, when we were working at the tobacconist. Uh, the hygrometer that you see on, that's usually built into a lot of the humidors, you'll see the analog hygrometers built into those. Um, I would always tell people those are more of just a look piece. Um, don't They'll work, but don't rely on it long term. Uh, I would I would highly advise investing in a digital hygrometer. Uh, because if you're If you're keeping cigars and if you're keeping good cigars, the last thing you want is to find out that your analog hygrometer is off by five or ten percent either way and you've got dried or just completely soaked cigars so you know it looks nice on the the humidor when you buy it but i would i would i always always help people spend the extra get you a digital hygrometer just for that peace of mind if you're keeping nice cigars in there take care of them properly now I will expand upon that. You can buy a nice analog hygrometer, but what you have to realize is they sell kits. Some of the better analog hygrometers, you have to actually calibrate them. They have to be calibrated, yes. And that that's a I think a discussion that could go for a while. That's that's possibly yeah. calibrating hygrometer. That's a discussion for another episode. Yep, I would agree. That's a full process in and of itself. So. Do you think you're done yet with this? You might be, you might not be. I know that the individual, one of my friends who's a new cigar smoker, that I've actually been talking to him about this um, site, had me when he started. So I gave him a uh, humidor that I purchased that I wasn't using. And like you, Adam, he has been battling trying to keep the humidity up. It will... Stay for a couple days, and for those of you that know anything about it, we you could buy these little humidipacks. Yep. Adam, he bought a humidipack, 72% humidipack, and that humidor turned it to crystals in five days. Wow. That, it means that wood, either the wood was soaking <laughs> up a lot of moisture, yep. or, it, and it is a glass top, and glass tops, humidors, yeah. humidors are glass tops. Can be a little bit of an issue because unless the seal is really good, yeah, the glass the tops glass, look really nice, but yeah, they can pose some bigger problems. Now, my first humidor that I've had for close to 25 years is a glass top, and I've never fought it. Now, before we move on, I do want to say that for anybody that's really getting into this, the quality of your humidor is directly proportional to the cost of your humidor. Yes, there is no way around that. <clears throat> if you buy a $30 humidor that holds 50 cigars, you're getting $30 worth of wood. Well, actually, probably about $10 worth of wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you buy a good humidor? If you really get into this, I would. And, you know, Adam and yeah. I sold many Diamond Crowns. They are the gold pinnacle. They are extremely costly, but they will last forever. They're solid wood. They're just... They're well built. So yes. sometimes getting frustrated when you're trying to season a humidor, it's a $30 humidor. You may be fighting. I'm not saying you can't season it, but you may fight it more than, a, than you would fight you know, a much yeah. better quality humidor. So what do you do when you're constantly fighting your humidor? So I've got 
my one friend who I'm going to help him. And then Adam said that he's been fighting one of his. He can't keep it humidified. Yep. I knew something that somebody did once that I actually did it. So I told you at the beginning, pour like an inch of water in the bottom of it and swish it around. I know somebody that actually poured an inch of water in there, picked the whole humidor up and just stood, stood there and shook it. <laughs> shook the whole, and you could hear water just going, splashing around, whoosh, yeah. just splashing <laughs> around in there. The wood will eventually stop soaking up the water. Now, yeah. one of the cheaper humidors I had bought, I got it from an on- online uh, retailer. It was 250 cigar capacity, and I thought, oh, great. It's an awesome price, blah, blah, blah. It took me two years before I got that humidor to actually stay really well. So it is possible on less expensive ones, but you have to keep up with them a lot more. Yeah, be mindful if you buy, if you, I don't want to say scams because people buy what they can, I mean, you buy what you can afford. Exactly. But, it, you know, you buy a $30 humidor, I, I wouldn't say go buy a box of Opus and keep them in there. Um, Send them know, to us. Protect your investment. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. protect them for you at a fee. We'll protect them for you. <laughs> One cigar per day, which means in about 20 days, you're done. They're gone. Yeah. No, so yeah, definitely. Those are all really good points, Bruno. That's something that I think, uh, I'm going to actually probably spend the weekend getting mine brought back up because I've just, for the longest time, I've used other humidors and this one now is sitting in my office. And so it's the one most convenient for me and it's just not holding. So that's a process I'm going to start probably this weekend. Now, some of the other things to watch out for, where's your humidor? Is it next to a heat source? If it is, right. you're probably going to fight it forever. Is it in the yes. sun? If it is, you're probably going to fight it forever. All three of mine yep. are in my basement where it's a nice, cool 70, 68, 70 degrees and humid. One of the other things is, believe it or not, yes, it's not Ripley's, but I'm still going to say believe it or not, <laughs> how many cigars you have in the size of your humidor matters. Okay, so what does that mean? Let's say you got a 50 cigar capacity humidor and you have five cigars in it. I am going to tell you that you are going to fight that humidor. Because the cigars and the wood exchange humidity. They'll take it out of the humidifier and they will exchange humidity between each other and make sure that the entire system is stable. When you just have five cigars and a bunch of wood, and I'm not telling you that you have to fill your humidors up. It's fun to fill them up and then you empty them and then you fill them and empty them. (laughs) Never-ending process. Right. It's a never-ending process that I've been doing for too many years. Yeah. <laughs> so that is also one thing that I asked my friend. I'm like, well, how many cigars have you been storing in there? And I know, I think what I gave him was a, a 50 um, cigar capacity. And I think he said at one time he had 30 in there and he was still kind of fighting it. So I'm going to yep. work with him also. I think um, a different place to store it. He's got it in a, a room where there's a ceiling fan and I'm in, it's a glass top. And I'm starting to wonder if. That could have something to do with it. So yeah. it's, it's, I think it is something that can be done. You have to be patient and you just have to understand that. Keep an eye on your humidor. Humidors will do better in the summer than they do in the winter. Yes. So in the, you want to take that one, Adam? Yeah. In the winter months, especially here where, where Bruno and I live, uh, you get that cold, dry air that is just constantly going to pull humidity from anything that it can. 
uh, in your humidor having humidity. You know, the cool air every time you open it is just going to try to pull as much humidity out of it as it can. In the winter months, I always try to, if you are if you don't need to be in there, keep it shut. Just keep an eye on it. Um, in the summer months, you know, obviously it's hot, it's humid. You, you get a little leeway there. You definitely do. I think in the winter, I'm probably filling up my humidifiers probably every two to three weeks. And in the summer, probably every five, maybe six weeks, I'm filling it up. The other thing... One thing that the digital hygrometers will do that the analog ones do not <clears throat> is it'll tell you temperature. And you may not think the temperature is important when you're storing cigars, but it is. Definitely is. We talked uh, either last episode or episode before about cigar beetle. Mm-hmm. So cigar beetles will hatch at a certain temperature, and you really don't want to hit that temperature. So most of the time, if you keep it around room temperature, you're going to be fine. It's when you store a humi- uh, hu- uh, hu- uh Yeah, mm-hmm. I can talk real <laughs> well today. It's when you store your box in direct sunlight. That sunlight is heating that box up, which of course is heating the inside of it up. Yeah. Yep. So I'm trying to think of other things that I could give people hints on. And we may revisit this after I attempt to fix my buddy's humidor and you actually get yours yeah. under control yeah. also. And we can do a follow-up on this for sure. Let's, uh, yeah, I think you've, we've covered that pretty well on seasoning humidor. Um, so let's, let's, let's talk some, some cigars here. Yes. Um, I'm going to skip around some of our news items here. For, uh, That's fine. Uh, but they're all listed here. And like always, uh, all the articles we talk about links will be in the show notes. So if you, if you, we talk about something you're interested in, you want a deeper dive, check out the show notes. The links will be in there. Uh, so I'm going to hit a couple. We're going to, I'm probably going to roll two of these into one, uh, but we'll, we're going to start somewhere toward the bottom, maybe toward the middle. Uh, so PCA, it was just wrapping up. Uh, did it wrap up yesterday? I think the 11th, maybe. Um, and if you're not familiar, PCA is the premium cigar association. It's their trade show uh, yearly. All of the the large and small WT companies show up at PCA, um, and they show off what's what they what's new, what's coming out. It's it's the the place to be if you are in the cigar industry. PCA is a super cool thing, uh, and that's wrapping up. And hopefully, here in the next couple of weeks, we've got some feelers out. We're gonna have um, possibly have a guest come on and share his experience at PCA this year. Maybe talk about some things he saw that he's excited about. We'll. That's up in the air. Hopefully we can make that happen. But just no PCA just wrapped up. So there's going to be a string of announcements of new things coming out. And that's where we're going to, we're going to cover a few of those. Um, one of my favorite companies, uh, Tatuaje, uh, is turning 20. Oh, gosh. Which I was only I 20 can, again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can remember um, when Tatuaje came out because it was so frustrating because I didn't know how to say the name. <laughs> <laughs> And going to retailers trying to find these cigars that I couldn't pronounce was a pain in the ass. Uh, and when when that's why he came out 20 years ago, it was interesting because you know nobody knew the name Pete Johnson. Um, the name Pepin Garcia again was kind of wasn't didn't have the ring that it has today to it. Uh, so Tatuaje is turning 20, and what a ride it's been! Some of my favorite cigars from Tatuaje's. Mine too. Uh, and and one of the things I really love about this is they're releasing two 20th anniversary cigars and what i i think is super super cool is 
these are going to be regular production. These aren't going to be limited edition, get them if you can find them type things. These are going to go into the regular line, uh, which I think is just amazing that that's how these are going to be handled. So I think the, I mean, they're, they're going to have that limited price tag. I think currently, I think the MSRP is looking to be right around $13 per cigar. Um, but if you, if you smoke Tatsuwahe, as you know, the limited stuff is normally in that price range anyway. So that shouldn't come as any surprise. That's, and even at, at this point, $13 a cigar isn't, <laughs> no. it, it's not jaw dropping any, anymore. Not it anymore. used to be like, wow. Yeah. But now $13, it's yeah, not really that big of a deal. Uh, so they announced these, uh, let me see in this article I have here, if they've announced when these are going, when we can expect these. I, they, I think they just made the announcement recently in the last couple of weeks. This wasn't a PCA yeah, exclusive announcement. So yeah, they, a week. July 6th, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't see a release date on these just yet on when we can expect these to hit the shelf. Uh, but they've announced them, so, you know, keep an eye out i know i will be and uh, whenever i find them i will definitely relay an update back on these because i am i love tatsuahe cigars so i'm really excited about that the other announcement that i'm really excited about that came out at pca uh grand habano grand habano is a line that uh, i was telling bruno before we came on the air was the one of the first boxes of premium cigars that i bought was the grand habano yeah grand habano corojo number five that was my regular, my go-to. I remember finally being like, you know what? I'm buying these, you know, a couple at a time every day. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna break down and buy the box. Uh, and I did, and I did, and I loved them. And I still, to this day, I still love the Grand Habano uh, Corojo Number no. Five. And actually, this past week, I smoked the Grand Habano Persian King, which was really, really quality. Uh, there's a review of that up on the website. So if you're interested in the Grand Habano Persian ah, Persian King, cigarmatch.com has a full review on that but grand habano announced the new corojo number seven uh that i saw this and i'm like man uh, this sounds really nice the article they're going to say it's going to be a stronger blend than the corojo number five which is always good it's going to have a jalapa valley corojo wrapper with nicaraguan corojo binder and fillers it's going to be a full-bodied cigar that sounds amazing the disappointing thing in this is that they are extremely limited uh they're releasing a thousand limited edition leather cigar cases each cigar case comes with 10 cigars uh so they're going to be a very limited release um which kind of sucks but you know i'll be on the lookout for them because i'm a a big grand habano fan i like i said the crow number five was my my absolute go-to for a long time. Uh, and these are expected to hit tobacconists in January of 24. So you got some time to prepare and get some, uh, getting good with your tobacconist and get that <laughs> notification when these show up. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be looking for these because like I said, Crow number five was my absolute go-to. So the number seven sounds like it's going to be right in my wheelhouse as well. A Nicaraguan Puro full bodied, uh, coming in at a, a six by 54, which is going to be a good size. Um, so far the MSRP isn't announced yet, so I expect it's going to be probably in that same kind of area, $13, $15, if you can find a single. Um, I, you know, it may be a thing where the tobacconists are like, nope, you're going to buy, you're going to buy the, the 10 count leather, leather box, uh, which, you know, is obviously there's going to be a pricey, pricey buy. Uh, but, yes, sir. <laughs> but you know, we'll see. So we've got till January, 2024. So be on the lookout in January. If you remember, I will, if not, I will let you know if I find them. 
Uh, so that's those. Uh, Bruno, do you want to talk about the other news articles, or do you want to talk about the cigar that we smoked for review? I want to talk about the cigar that we smoked for review and we'll have okay. other articles. So real quick, I will touch on, on one of them just because I found it interesting. Uh, we're not going to deep dive into this. So uh, Davidoff announced a record year for 2022. Uh, I think they, they announced something like 43 million cigars. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of Davidoffs. I smoked three million of those. What do you think? <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> um, so that was for 2022. That's 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 cool. And then I've been reading a lot of articles this week that have mentioned the new cigar boom. And I'm curious, uh, you guys that are listening, are you seeing a boom when you're out and about, when you're out at the, the, the brick and mortars, when you're at the lounges, when you're in the humidor picking up new things, are you seeing more and more people or... Do you still see the same kind of does? Because I saw the words "new boom." I've seen that term a couple of times this week, and I was kind of shocked by it. Um, I've I've had some personal experiences over the last couple of months where I've been out and about, and yeah, there's been more people. Um, I was at a cigar lounge uh, a couple it was about two months ago now, where I was kind of surprised at the number of people that were there. But I I never had I had thought the words the modern day cigar boom. Uh, when I think of the boom, I mean, I was very young at the time. I, I totally missed the cigar boom. So, um, I was, you know, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't really there for it. I remember my dad started smoking cigars during the cigar boom, um, which I thought was kind of odd because he never had smoked cigars. But, but I'm just curious, you guys that are out and about, you know, social media. I see. I'm really surprised at the number of at, at the cigar community on social media. But you guys that are out there, are, would you call this the modern day cigar boom that we're currently seeing? Um, you know, Davidoff had a big 2022. I did find it interesting that the follow-up article that I have in our notes, yeah. I'll post these links, uh, said the first quarter of 2023 cigar imports declined. Um, let me see if I can quickly well, get 17.1% for ones oh, that really are got from it. the Dominican. Yeah. About 16% or um, actually Honduran down almost 11%. Okay. Nicaraguan's and, only down about 4%. And this is... Uh, is this just America or was this worldwide? Do you know? Uh, I'm trying to skim through this. I am. Yeah, I know the data no, was provided by shipped to United States to the U.S. Okay, so yep, that's coming to into the US. the U.S. So I thought that was kind of interesting in that Davidoff announced 2022 record-setting year, and then uh, Cigar Association of America comes out and says, "Hey, uh, huge decline for the first part of 2023." So kind of curious you know guys social media hit me up what are you seeing out there does it look like a boom does it look like just business as usual uh when you're out doing cigar things at the you know hanging out the lounges going to your b&ms what's it like what do you guys see out there for me i i like i said i was at a lounge and i was kind of surprised at the number of people that were there uh smoking cigars i i was really surprised by it um to be honest but since then i've been to a number of humidors number of local brick and mortars and the the traffic hasn't been really any different than i've seen for the last year yeah so right. i was kind of kind of surprised by that so enough of that enough we've got enough that. things for you guys to reach to us about <laughs> you know let me know do you guys see the new the modern cigar boom do you think that or no let me know contact at the cigar match podcast.com cigar match podcast.com website contact form you know how to get a hold of me social yep. media hit me up so let's move on we we, we have bumped. We're going to try yeah. and keep it at 50. So we got a couple minutes and I've been kind yeah, of we got excited a couple for this one. Yeah, so we we're going to review minutes, the, so Let's talk about this. What do yeah. we, what did, what did we smoke, Bruno? Go. We did the dissonant block. And I know either last episode or the episode before, we, we talked had, about the soapbox. We talked about the soapbox. It was a larger size than I really wanted to smoke. And I found it as a 
mild cigar, and I actually smoked the other one I had last night, and it's a good cigar. Yep. But as much as I thought that was a good cigar, the block was a great cigar. Yes. So real quick, let me give the details on the block. Uh, the dissident block was Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, Nicaraguan and Dominican filler, and these are made at Fabrica Ova Negra. I'm sure I probably butchered that. But... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so dissident block. So what size did you have? Did you have the same that I had in the block? I I don't think you did because what I size bought, do I? I buy? had the Lonsdale. I yeah, had you the had the Toro. So I smoked the Lonsdale. No, I had a Robusto. Okay, okay. Yeah, there was a I, Robusto I, available. I think I went with the Lonsdale on mine because I I liked the seven by forty two. I wanted on I, I yeah. wanted a nice like all the, I wanted a long cigar. I I didn't want. I would have turned uh, that thing better quickly. Yeah, I know, I know. So I'll let you run with this first of all. Go ahead. So, what, what did you think about it? I definitely consider it a medium to medium full bodied yep. cigar. It had a little bit of spice to it that I really, really enjoyed, especially as I was, you know, getting through the first third of it. It burned really well. It stayed mm-hmm. lit. Well, it's difficult to stay, not stay lit when you smoke them <laughs> as fast as I do. But yes. it was nice and consistent. I never found myself having to touch it up. I really, really enjoyed this cigar a lot. Yes. And my, my, my thoughts are, are almost identical to that. Uh, I had my, I remember I had the first one and my wife, I was sitting outside on the deck and my wife came out and asked how it was going and said, these are, these could be a problem for me because they are really good. Yes. Um, so I, I was the same. It, it, my initial kind of, I've got a full review on my notes here, but I'm not going to walk through word by word here. Um, cocoa, chocolate, coffee, and spice. Uh, I was in heaven. That's that's right in my wheelhouse. Uh, it was got a little woodsy on the finish in the second third. Um, medium medium full, kind of inching toward medium medium plus. It, it was a solid medium inching toward toward a full uh, with strength uh, body medium full again a lot going on there and strength was it wasn't a full strength but it was it let you know it was, it, it was oh there. yeah it let you know. Um, I really I really enjoyed it as well, um, and so far. You know, I've, I've had, we've had the block and we've had the soapbox. Uh, the block was really good. I, yes. I enjoyed the soapbox. I think I liked the block better than the soapbox. I also. Uh, so far, I've been impressed with, with what I've had from Dissident. I'm hoping to yes. to try some more Dissident stuff. Me too. Uh, and, you know, maybe that's a th- something we're, we're going to work on, Bruno. Maybe we'll have someone from Dissident come on the podcast and talk about their cigars with yes. us. Uh, I happen to have a connection there. Yes. So <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. But nope. Yeah, uh, because so far I've been impressed with their line. But yes. I've, I've only had the, the soapbox in the block, and I'm hoping to, to pick up uh, a few more here in the coming days. Maybe that's what I'll have for my birthday. Maybe I'll pick up some more dissonant <laughs> stuff for my birthday. Pick me some up while you're there. I will. I'll, All right. I'll pick you some up as well. But so, yeah, dissonant block. Um, you know, Bruno, one of the things that, that I want to do with these is I want to give I, – I want us to come up with some sort of – obviously, we're both we're both really impressed with the cigar. Um let, let's do a, a zero to 10. What would you call it? Oh, I would have been at a eight between an eight and a nine on this one. I really okay. enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I, I'm right there with you. I, I would say eight. Um, I would definitely, definitely go again. Um, it's something I would, I would go box on for sure. I because too. I, like I said, I, I told my wife that these are going to be a problem for me because these are really good. I was, I was a big fan of the block. So if you see the dissident block or you see the soapbox, pick either one up. Uh, depending on what you like, if you if you like that the darker, you know, chocolatey, cocoa, spicy, go block. 
Uh, not to say that the soapbox is going to be anything mild by any stretch of the word, but no, you know, it, they're they're both really good. You can't. I don't think you can lose either way. So we're definitely impressed with those. And I think that covers. That's everything we have in our notes. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's that's where we'll leave it. Uh, leave it on a good review. The dissonant block. If you see it out there, pick it up. Try it. Uh, if you try it, let us know what you think about it. Uh, you, if you guys smoke it, and you're like, man, this was this was not what you guys said. Let us know. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious. All right, you know, so that, that's where we'll stop. You want to wrap it up? I do, because I started this uh, episode <laughs> four with a cry for help on telling us what you thought, whether or not we should keep episode zero, and yep. now I'm going to end it with another cry for help that I'm yeah, going to make it. very short. So in okay. the conversations today, um, the same friend who I helped get into the cigar smoking he said one of the topics you guys should cover is the names of cigars and what i mean there and we're not going to get into this we went over what the sizes were per 64s but you hear us throughout terms toro robusto churchill we're gonna do some we're gonna have to do some research on this because i think everybody's a little bit different but my friend had a little bit of trouble finding the size he wanted by the name because not there's I don't think there's a standard to say a Robusto is this exact size. I think each company comes up with what they call Robusto. So we'll do a little bit of research into that. But my plea to all of you that are listening, and thank you so much for listening, please give us something that you want us to look into. We will look into it. Between the two of us, we could figure it out or we'll lie. I mean, we won't lie to you. We'll figure it out and <laughs> we'll reach out to people if we need to. But... It was interesting yeah. that he said, why don't you guys cover what the different names of the different sizes are? So, yeah, episode five, we may call that the size episode because we've been meaning to talk about choosing a size for, for you. Yes. So maybe episode five is the size episode. All right. So we've kept you guys for almost 55 50, minutes. Yeah, almost so 55. So we're going to let you go. Be. <laughs> yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, again. This has been episode four. Thank you for, for tuning in. Thanks for all the social media interactions. Uh, thanks for the follows, the likes, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, give us some feedback, reach out, let us know. We've, we've posed some questions to you guys, you know, hit us with some feedback. Let us know what you guys think. What, what should we talk about? What do you guys want to hear? Yep. Uh, episode zero. What are your thoughts? Get rid of it. Keep it up. You know, let us know, hit us with some feedback wherever, uh, at the cigar match podcast on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook, the cigar match podcast. Twitter is at the cigar match and the website is the cigar match podcast.com. Multiple ways to get in touch with us, reach out. Let us know what you guys think, and we're going to wrap it here. Uh, Thank you guys again for checking out another episode, and we will talk to you guys in two weeks for episode five. So I hope you guys have some great cigars and enjoy, and we'll talk in two weeks. Thank you much, everyone.